Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by TennesseeTickets.com. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at A to Z Sports. You like our Facebook page, at A to Z Sports Nashville. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it all happen for us, and they help you guys out. TennesseeTickets.com. If you want Titans tickets, Titans 2-0, that gives you – $20 off your ticket purchases for Titans games, Titans 20 at TennesseeTickets.com. Also, if you want away games, they got there. Just search the home team there, and you'll find that game. TennesseeTickets.com. They'll fully guarantee you refund your money if no games are played. So it is safe right now to buy tickets at TennesseeTickets.com. Renters Warehouse, the professional landlords in the Nashville area. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. Uh, so check them out as well. Mandu.com. Green Hills, Zach, is back open. The home studio back open as Nashville is in phase two. Mandu.com. It's the safest fitness program for you as it's by appointment only. Everything is sanitized in between every session. They've got air filters, and it is scientifically proven that Mandu can get you results along with their in-body analysis. 15-minute workout at Mandu. Full body electronic muscle stimulation, mandu.com. Your first workout is absolutely free. The Tucker Agency, saving you an average of 20% on your personal insurance, tuckertn.com. Check them out, Nashvilleians, tuckertn.com. And Calvin and Subtle, if you want new flooring, calvinandsubtle.com. Do it. The great prices, amazing customer service, calvinandsubtle.com is where to go. Yeah, uh, A to Z Sports, let's get this thing rock and rolling. We did see uh, an, a really good match. If you want to talk about the match, it was a really good match when it comes to Tom Brady, Phil Mickelson versus Peyton Manning and uh, and, uh, uh, and and Tiger Woods. I, yes. I thought, look, I, I thought this is a follow-up, right? This is a sequel. They've added to it. It was a success last year. I watched that. It was on pay-per-view this year. It was free on TNT. I thought it was pretty good. What did you think? Well, I'm going to start with a comment. Jeff on Facebook says, the match was everything I wanted it to be. Phil and Peyton in the same group is high-quality entertainment. Bobby says, the match was great. This needs to happen more often. And I agree. This needs to happen every year because it was fantastic. I mean, it got non-golf viewers in watching golf because of the four huge superstars. You, you know, Phil and Tiger – the greatest golf rivalry of this era, and then Peyton versus Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback rivalry of this era, going and playing golf. And I, you know, Tom Brady says he's an eight handicap. I highly doubt it after his front nine, his back nine played a lot better, but I loved it. It was competitive, it was entertaining. It was a little bit awkward at the beginning as they were trying to get loose and trying to get involved. Uh, the rain didn't help. And they were all four of them were nervous and admitting to being nervous, but it was awesome competition and it was tight down the end. It gave you some drama and it gave you strategy. And Tiger and Phil were able to take us, the viewer, who are more like Peyton and Tom in this situation, kind of behind the curtain of how to strategize in golf. Like everybody might, you might go out and play 18 holes on a weekend or something, but you've never been able to see and understand and feel how Tiger and Phil approach 
a, a green approach, a bat nine. It, it was fantastic. It was great entertainment. Charles Barkley was awesome on the on the TV broadcast as well. Uh, you had the live betting. Brooks Kepka and Russell Wilson came into play with charities. Uh, it was it was overall amazing, and they raised twenty million dollars, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, and, and that for a great cause. That's one of the reasons why they did it. And that's good. I, I did have some criticisms, and I look overall. I thought it was a success. I caught the tail end of it. I was on a boat uh, until four o'clock. The thing started at three, so I had some uh, some over overlap, but did see towards the end of what happened and followed it obviously on social media. I think the tough part for viewers, or at least for me, we're not used to watching golfers hit really bad shots, right? I am. I'm used to no, watching yeah, myself, no, but hit not really live on TNT, right? Like, yeah. You, you like really bad shots. We're used to pro, pro golfers maybe missing their spots, but this was like a TV broadcast. And look, Peyton and, and and Tom are not professional golfers, but I think that was the strange thing to me is like when they swung, I expected it to do exactly what a professional golfer to do, but that wasn't the case. Well, I, I do think you have to give a lot of credit because you saw the Russell Wilson hole, which I believe was the 16th hole, where Russell Wilson in Wheels Up said he's going to donate 100,000 meals, not dollars, meals, 100,000 meals for each shot on a par three that gets within 12 feet, Russell Wilson's jersey number. And the fact that uh, Phil did it, not not surprised. And then Peyton drills it 17 inches from the cup. And then Tom Brady hits it within 12 feet. And Tiger was the only one that didn't. But I mean, it was like you have to like you have to really respect the ability for uh Phil. I mean, I'm sorry, for Peyton and for Tom Brady to go out there where millions of people are watching him on a golf course where it's nerve-wracking. They don't do this for a living. It's hard. And they played really well against Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson. Like, it's not like I, – I shot a, a Mandu commercial, Zach, on the golf course because of what Mandu helped, helped with my golf game with extra strength. And I that was the first time I've ever had cameras recording me hitting a golf ball. And that made me nervous, and I knew they wouldn't even show where the ball landed. It was just me hitting it off the tee. But that made me nervous. You definitely know that Peyton Manning on the first tee and Tom Brady on the first tee, teeing it up next to Tiger and Phil on live TV with millions of people watching, in the downpour, as Johnny brings up, that was nerve-wracking. And overall, they played pretty well considering those circumstances. Yeah, no, I do think they rose to the occasion, right? Yeah. That's tough. Now, they also, they had a comfort level that they were able to do that, right? Like some professional athletes, like, and they had the personalities and the brand of Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Some professional athletes wouldn't put themselves in that situation because it's really setting them up to fail. I think it was overall a success. One, as you mentioned, Tom Brady probably towards the beginning played awful, but overall the round, like we've all played golf. You can have a terrible round. Well, and that was <laughs> Brady. Uh, Mookie says Brady is human and golf proved it because Tom Brady's round was kind of like everybody's round. You suck at the beginning. You're starting to get frustrated. And then one shot, you hit it. Now, I don't think everybody's one shot that turns your game around. You hole it out from 100 yards out. But still, you one great shot gets you some confidence in you. Whoever you're playing with makes you feel better, like Phil did for Tom. And you don't maybe you split your pants, maybe not, but you go on and you play some pretty good golf the rest of the way, which gets you to come back for the next round. One now, thing, oh, I gotta say this. Okay. One thing I hated, what drove me crazy, 
is the very end they couldn't shake hands. They stopped short. Did you watch at the end? Yeah, like, I did. And, and, and there was a couple times where they wanted to high five but had to pull back. Like uh, that, that, that is a human element. Like that, this, that, that made me sad. Now a lot of things made me happy watching it, but that made me sad where they constantly had to remind themselves because they're like us as humans. It's like, hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Yes. But no, no, no. At the end, they had to like overthink things. Greg brings up Brady must play with Mulligans to get that eight handicap. I did think it was funny a couple times where Brady like missed his shot or missed a putt. He just was like, screw this. He dropped another ball and just hit it. I was like, everybody, every, everybody does that. We're like, what the hell did I just do? Let me hit another one. You know, I, I thought it was great. Now, going along with the social distancing, my mom watching the show uh, says it would have been more fun if they got to ride in the same golf cart. I, I, I agree because we were watching it over at my parents' house out by the pool. But if, um, if they were in the same cart together, you would have gotten better back and forth banter in between shots. And because that's what we want. Yeah, because that's that was the ticket to draw people in. Because I'm not going to sit there and watch for five hours Peyton Manning play golf. I'm going to watch Peyton Manning trash talk Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson while he's playing golf. And if they were in the same cart together, we would have got so many more opportunities for that uh, back and forth, uh, you know, jabbing, but didn't get that. And now I do get it. Zach Reagan brings up, uh, and Mookie says Manning's golf cart, though, is fire. That they're also, you know, auctioning off those four golf carts uh, for more charity. Uh, so I thought overall it was great, and this was really the second match, the second time Tiger and Phil have done this, and I think it's not going to be the last. I think Zach, and this is really what today's show is about, is we need to figure out ways to replicate the match, to recreate the match, and let's see if we can get other sports involved in it besides golf. Because honestly. I really struggle to see another sport being as successful as golf is in this type of setup with the match where you get superstars from different sports on one arena to play competitively. Titans for Life says this was really boring to watch. Then I, I disagree. I thought it was great competition and great entertainment. It was slow at the beginning, but they got involved and they got the ice broken and they were back there. Justin Thomas called Charles Barkley a fat ass on live TV. And then Charles Barkley said that was bullying. I mean, it was great. It was great entertainment. And so how can we recreate the match and get other sports involved, Zach? Yeah. So that's the question. What other sports could be successful as the match was, because it was, I mean, $20 million in charity, a lot of that was because of the figures that played. But I do think, see, I disagree with you. I think that you could recreate this because this is unique, right? But that's the question we're asking. What other sports could be as successful as the match, really the match two because of the follow-up, but uh, that was a success. Whether what do you call it entertaining or whether you call it charitable, it was a success. We're going to get into that, but Austin, first, please tell everybody about Mandu, how to get back in shape after the yeah. last couple of months of probably sitting on your couch eating ice cream. Yep, I got a Mandu workout back in Green Hills this afternoon because Green Hills is back open, Nationals in Phase 2. Maybe your gym is not open yet, or maybe it is open, but you have to wear a mask yet. There's restrictions about it. Mandu is the safest fitness program you could possibly find right now. And they didn't really have to change much other than trainers wearing a mask because it's by appointment. It's basically a one-on-one -on -one or two-on-one workout with a personal trainer. It only lasts 15 minutes. 
You, they sanitize all the equipment that you use, the body suit. They sanitize that. You're not touching anything else. You're not lifting weights. You're not using machines. It's full body electronic muscle stimulation. It's a 15-minute workout that simulates five-plus hours in the weight room. I love it. My results are real. I'm almost back to my pre-quarantine style where I've lost now 8% body fat since last summer, almost a year to that number. Uh, but mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free. Mandu.com, M-A-N-D-U-U.com. It's a perfect chance to give it a try. Uh, Green Hills, Cool Springs, Brentwood, Memphis, they've got them, mandu.com. All right, Greg brings up that he wishes they would have played true alternate shot. They did have a different way of playing, right? So Al- they well, altered the game. Well, and I thought they played match play for the for the front nine. And then they went alternate best ball back nine. I thought the back nine was more entertaining. And it but should I also, be, right? That's but I also understand that. that, like, you got to get warmed up a little bit. I think it made sense of why you go match play for the front nine so they can kind of get loose, get into a rhythm before they go alternate best ball. But I thought the alternate best ball was fantastic. Like, I, I know when I go play golf later on this summer after my allergies calm down, that I'm going to start doing – you know, alternate best ball and rotate that in there with Wolf and the other games that I play with buddies. But I, I, I thought it was really entertaining and the strategy was great uh, in those circumstances. So I think there's a couple of different games that you could do the match type setting. Now, whether you're going to raise $20 million, I don't know. We all know that this was a unique thing. Austin, you sat there, you, you read the uh, of how many people watched it, right? Unbelievable amount of people. Yeah, it, it peaked at 6.3 million. Uh, average of 5.8 million, which is the most watched golf event on cable. So the Masters and all the other majors that are on CBS and Fox, like those aren't that's not cable, but the but 6.3 and uh, average of 5.8 mil for cable, the most watched golf event ever. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, and the Last Dance the, that first weekend it was about 6.6, 6.9. It so, rivaled Last Dance, yeah. Right, so. One of the other reasons why is nobody's watching any other sports because there's not anybody on, right? So there are a lot of things play into this. You can't just say it was the highest viewed golf. There's a reason why. Here's what I think that you could do with other sports that I would be interested in and I would watch. And I think you could do this. We saw Peyton Manning and Tom Brady play a sport that they're okay at, not great at, in golf. I'm sure you could find different athletes that have played basketball. I think basketball would work with either a three-on-three competition or you do a three-point competition, right? You could set that up to have success where, I don't know who who's playing, if it's Russell Wilson shooting or Lamar Jackson, these guys have played basketball in their lifetime, right? Yes. You but- could set that up. And look, I know you're going to sit here and say injury. That's mm-hmm. the one thing golf offers that maybe the other ones don't. I think you could do doubles tennis. I think that could be surprising out there. I'm sure that, that some athlete plays tennis or can yeah, play tennis. But you have to get something that people are going to watch and that the athletes are going to agree to play to. And that's where I think golf comes in the best because I think a lot of people would sit there and watch a celebrity basketball game like this and why, and it would probably have more viewers than what uh, but but I don't think you would get the level of athlete the level of superstar to play basketball because 
there's injuries and involved in a, it's, it's just, you, you know, that like, you can't like that could violate a lot of actual contracts of pro athletes is playing uh pickup basketball because there used to be a lot of charity basketball games. You don't really see those anymore. You don't see like they might play pickup like behind the scenes, but not broadcast where they could turn an ankle, uh, break something, you know, who knows? They're not going to play basketball like this for charity. That time has come and gone. Contracts won't let them do that. Well, if your contracts does allow you to do that, they had to, they went back and changed Patrick Mahomes after he was doing extracurricular activities. It wasn't in his contract originally. So you, you could maybe it's, find it's, a loophole. But it's becoming more prevalent where that's – in the contracts like that's that's becoming a a regular clause in contracts yeah but i think that would do better than golf now again you're gonna TV, have to go but- you're gonna have to go through some hoops but it would do better than golf All some right. other obscure sports that i think that i would find watching based on the personalities you talked about and look i i give a like to to your mom's comment i wish that it was they were together on the the, the golf cart, the cart because yeah. it's talking trash. You know what else talks trash? What's Drinking that? beer and playing darts, right? I would love to see really good personalities play darts, drink beer, and have fun. There's, and right, so it's now a social type. It's not game. as act. It's not active enough. That would be the like really boring TV. Not with personalities. That's the whole point. That's why Charles Barkley and them talking trash. It's competitive. You're playing a game. I don't know if you play bar games, but God I, knows. No, I play bar, bar games that I, I, I play. Money's <laughs> put down. Things are I understand dead. that, but on TV, like and you're you're standing in like a ten foot three uh, space, like that doesn't make any sense. Like that's boring for television. I think you could make it better. Right, that that's the point. It now is driven by the personalities. It's I don't not think driven I, by them sports. playing darts. It will not draw on TV like golf. So Mookie yes, says that you think if Patrick Mahomes played against Aaron Rodgers, those are one of the two guys that people wouldn't watch. You don't think that, I, that people would watch? Listen, Zach, but are people social media? That is a social Zach. media's dream to get clips. From that match, it's not as exciting. Like you're doing the same thing over and over. In golf, it's different shots, different. You're doing the same thing over and over. No, but no, but Zach, you don't be like that. Come on, you a dart throw is the same every time. Now situations happen where you gotta get different things, but in golf, every shot can be different. There's more elements involved. Golf is just more exciting than darts. That's why you don't see darts on TV as much as you do golf. Well, no, because it's more prevalent in Britain. It's a more popular sport. It's just like football is more popular over here than soccer and will be for the next 47 years. So, so I don't years. think darts is it. I, like, I, I don't think. Now, there's been – Brad and a couple others have brought up bowling. Bowling is – I would watch this, the hell out of that. Bowling is similar to darts in that it, it situations change, but it's not as active as golf. It's not as – quickly moving and with camera angles and stuff you're watching the same thing you don't over think and over you get over. a big and th- this is the fun part about it is taylor the one could become a superstar if you gave that man a pitcher of beer and a bowling ball i'm watching that like that that would be yeah you're watching it because you're a sports junkie like i am but is is an average of five point eight million people watching bowling or darts? No, throw those throw those ratings away, Austin. That's why I preface our conversation. The reason what? why is because coronavirus; those ratings were so high. Okay, because nobody had anything Zach, to do. The question is, what can? How can we recreate the match in other sports 
and, and be as successful as golf. We're throwing out ideas. That, that, that's the point of this entire the, show. The reason why I think golf works the best and you cannot find another sport that will work as well as golf is Titans for Life brings us up. It also has to relate on what viewers do. Not a lot of viewers play darts or bowl. That is true. Pe- more people golf than play darts. I know, Zach, you're in an age demographic where you play darts. You play bar games. A lot of people are not. There are more people outside of that demographic. There are more people in the golf demographic than in the darts demographic right. because golf also goes up to Senior Citizens Plus because you can play golf uh, almost forever. So we got, couple, and, we got a couple of good comments. I understand the age demographic. A lot of my, my buddies play golf. I get that. I play darts. I, I shoot pool. I would watch that. That would be entertaining to me. What about Mookie's going outside the box thinking like four square or paintball matches? A paintball match between like celebrities? I would watch that in a random time, right? In the middle of the summer. Big homie brings says, I would watch a poker game, right? And I'm talking about big celebrity poker match. Yeah, I get that. But again, it's not sports. That's a what game. What about a home run derby? Now, now, okay. So Trevor brings up the one sport that I think could compete with what golf is. And that's softball. Is a celebrity softball game on TV. They do that for the Major League Baseball All-Star game. They play it either... I think they play trash ass celebrities. We're talking like I'm, big Zach, names time out, dude. I'm just explaining what's already happening. Yes. That's, that's an all-star game celebrity. If you make it for charity, like they set up the match, it would be much bigger with bigger celebrities. Yes. But you have to also get a lot more celebrities because you got 10 guys on each team in the field. So you have to get at least 20 people, uh, 20 celebrities. And they're going to, they're not all going to be the level of the four that you had on Sunday playing the match. So I think softball works would be the closest to fit golf, but I, I still think golf works out the best. So would you watch it as example? Russell Wilson used to play baseball. That guy could well, probably still kind of does. Yeah. yeah. That guy could probably smash, right? Yes. A home run derby rake. that gets Russell Russell Wilson can rake. <laughs> right? He can't. You get Russell Wilson and Mike Trout versus Bryce Harper and another. I, I'm trying to think of football players that play baseball. Jameis Winston comes to mind, but nobody wants to watch that guy, right? So, but I'm sure you can get, you can find a AJ a, Brown. AJ Brown got drafted in, out of high school, right? So that that's an idea. I think you'd have to Mahomes, get Mahomes, Mahomes' father, Pat Mahomes. That's uh, what I want. Yeah, Russell Wilson. You tell me this wouldn't work? A home run derby between Russell Wilson and Mike Trout versus Bryce Harper and Patrick Mahomes. I think they could raise a ton more money than $20 million. Trevor brings up Kyler Murray. Um, I, right? And now you do a round robin where I, it's I, all I, in one, and you now get, instead of four big names, you now get round robin. What do you mean round robin? How, how many teams are playing in this you tournament? Get, well, you get a tournament, right? You get a full home run derby tournament. Oh, you're talking home run derby, not – okay. I thought you were talking about softball. So you're saying home run derby. Yeah. You think, a, you think a slow pitch softball home run derby would be the the next best thing? That are team oriented, right? So Russell Wilson is cheering for Mike Trout. Bryce Harper is cheering for Patrick Mahomes. Kyler Murray's uh, cheering for I, – I don't know. You can have any other baseball player that is, is high up there. Uh, Juan Carlos Stanton. I mean, Aaron Judge, right? 
you throw in those guys and you pair them. Now, this is smart on baseball, even though baseball's the execs are stupid. This would rake, as they say. Yes, this would work, but it has it have to be slow pitch softball. Um, and Mookie brings up the injuries and says in torn rotator cuffs, GMs would be sweating at home. If you make like you wouldn't make it. It wouldn't be as competitive as golf. It would be more relaxed because on Sunday, like you saw the stress in Phil Mickelson as he was having to carry Tom Brady's bum ass in the front nine because Tom Brady could not do anything on the. So you saw you that. Don't think st- the excitement of a home run derby gives that. If you saw Russell Wilson hit a bomb because it's batting practice, right? They're not trying to strike I, I, him I out. I still think I still think golf is better than a home run derby. A home run derby is the next best thing, or a celebrity softball game is the next best option for the match. But there's something about golf with it just being two on two that the makes derby. You know, look, the derby would be great. I, I don't, I'm not discrediting that. It's not going to be as good as golf. Golf will, golf has the setup down. It would be golf more has, exciting. I I, I I don't know. Because Home runs, right? Now, we got the benefit of Tom Brady holding out. That doesn't happen that, that often. That was rare. That's That really saved it because it was, as I was watching, it was like, it was kind of dragging. They were nervous. They were tight. That loosened everybody up, including Tom Brady. And from there on out, you really started to see the competitive nature come out in all four and also the trash talk improve from there on. But I, I still I think basketball is number one. But I think that we all understand that the contracts and the the reality of basketball, the reality of injury, really sets it back. And I hate that. But I think the most realistic is the Derby, where you get big time superstars. That and this is the difference: Peyton Manning and Tom Brady are not really, really good at golf, right? Well, they they're, are, they're. I mean, they are. They're like in the top. 10%. They're good at golf, no, but they're not really, really, really good, right? Tony Romo is really, really, really good at golf, what? right? So that's the difference. They're on a different level. Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes are really, really, really good at baseball. But softball, if we're making it slow, no, we're pay- oh, this is the derby. This we are recreating. We, I'm trying to beat your match. You said at the beginning of the show that nothing could supersede what the match did. And I feel that we, as an A to Z sports fan group, have come up with the derby that gives I it highly a doubt for like, their money. Like, I'm, I'm sure those two guys could compete well in a regular home run derby with overhands baseball pitch. But if you do a softball style, you're going to get more people involved and the, the derby will have more home runs, which will mean more success. So it would have to be slow pitch softball style. It would have to be slow pitch softball. I, if you want – If you get eight superstars, right, that's all you need. It's two, there's, there's four teams, eight superstars – one in Major League Baseball, one outside of Major League Baseball that has a history of playing baseball. You pair the teams together, and you have a round robin, and you call it the Derby, and you promote the hell out of it all over social media, all over ESPN. And you know what? You have it right before, like right in the summertime, right? Right when nothing's going on. This is how you promote this is how you do it. This is how you promote the All-Star game because more like Mike Trout and Bryce Harper would are more willing to do this than they are to do home run derby in their own damn league. I, I still think works. I still think um 
golf is set up better to succeed uh, than than a slow pitch softball opinion, or a regular baseball. But game. I think that we have proven you wrong. I don't know. That was pretty extravagant. What they were able to pull off on Sunday. I understand Tebow, the time. Did, a little dash of Tebow in there. Then you think ratings wouldn't soar? We rating, yeah. Don't have you would, mic'd up. Yeah, yeah. Tebow mic'd up to go along with like the bit the best trash talker who like cusses. Zach Reagan says, now I'm with Austin, it's golf. Golf is the best. Now, I, I do think, I think we can all agree, they've got to do this every year. This needs to be an annual event. Now, it's going to be difficult to find the time of year to pull it off because right now, pro athletes are available. All of them. <laughs> every pro athlete is available right now. That's never the case outside of this year. So, in order to pull off the match and other things like the match, you've got to figure out how to how to get as many people involved at the right time of year where viewership's going to be uh, prevalent and when the players are available. I, I also I want to throw this out there. Ricochet Ray brings up bowling. I think bowling could get competitive. It could get close. It could get tight. And if beer was involved, it could get fun. That – that would be a celebrity bowl off for, for charity. And then now the world is your oyster. Everybody can bowl. Not everybody can hit bombs in a home run derby. Not everybody can play golf. Everybody can bowl. You can at least get a strike at some point, right? So now you start putting Steph Curry in there. Now you got big names, right? Well, and a lot of pro athletes, whether it's football players, basketball, or baseball, they bowl. Like they, there's a lot of charity bowling events across major pro sports already. And as Zach Reagan brings up, Mookie Betts, uh, who's a Nashville native, was a state champion in Tennessee in high school as a bowler. See, that would be massive. And plus, you don't just do sports. You bring other people involved and do this thing on network television. Jason Aldean's got a bowling alley in his house. God knows how many I don't want to see Jason Aldean on my TV. <laughs> but, but, but you make the tournament much bigger, right? So you get more fans involved. A bunch of 14, 15-year-old girls are going to be watching bowling because they like, I don't know, Jason Aldean or Morgan Wallen or Thomas Rhett. Any other country superstar. Then you start getting pop stars involved. That that would work to make it more successful than the match. It would. Because right. there's more people. Well, yeah, because you're opening up viewership, like you're saying. Like, I'm not disagreeing with that. I just don't want Jason Aldean or Florida Georgia Line. Get Tyler and Brian. Well, you, that, that would be your favorite team is Tyler and Brian. Yeah, exactly. All right, A to Z Sports here live. Let's get to our best and worst segment brought to you by the Tucker Agency. What was the best thing? What is the best thing about Peyton Manning, not Wait, just with the match. Post Malone, you if Post Malone got involved, ratings would skyrocket. Right. So what is the best thing about Peyton Manning, Zach? That's what we're going to start with. What is the best thing about Peyton Manning? But first, tell the people about Tucker Agency. Yeah, Tucker Agency is where you need to get your insurance. And maybe you already have insurance if you're driving a car or own a home. Change that insurance. Have it. Under an umbrella, the average customer of the Tucker Agency saves 20%. 20% is massive. That's a couple hundred extra dollars over the next several months that you may be saving just because you called or emailed the Tucker Agency. It's Will, W-I-L-L, at TuckerTN.com. Will Tucker is the owner of the Tucker Agency. His team will put together your perfect insurance policy. It will save you money all you got to do is will at TuckerTN.com, email them, say, heard you on A to Z Sports, how do I save money? 
Easy as that. Takes zero time. Do that today. At least see what he says. At least see what if Will say, look, our team's going to uh, diagnose what you have right now. This is how we can save you money and still have very good insurance. That's Will at TuckerTN.com. All right, A to Z Sports, don't forget, if you want Titans tickets, TennesseeTickets.com, Titans20. That's the promo code that saves you $20 off any ticket purchase uh, for the Titans. TennesseeTickets.com, they will refund all of your money if no games happen, so you can safely spend your money at TennesseeTickets.com, unlike those other websites. So the question is, what is the best thing as a whole about Peyton Manning? Zach, what are the comments saying uh, right now about uh, pay dirt. Tom Brady nicknames Peyton Manning. He calls him pay dirt. That was also something interesting uh, that we learned uh, over the weekend. Yeah. So da- uh, David says Peyton is genuinely funny, has a great sense of humor. Trevor says the best that he's evolved, the worst that he's a cult. Uh, Rob just says his sense. Oh, he's going sense of humor. He corrected himself. So sense of humor. Um, Trash talking from Ricochet Ray. Uh, you got a lot of senses of humor, including what Lisa says. David says uh, Peyton cares about excellence and executing every single day. Uh, look, I think that the best part about uh, Peyton Manning overall is his – I think that people can look up to him, right? I think his impact for everybody that has followed Peyton Manning because God knows that Patrick Mahomes has been influenced by Peyton Manning, even Lamar Jackson. Anybody who plays football at the quarterback position has been influenced on the way you prepare, right? Prepare for a sport, prepare for work, prepare for anything. Peyton Manning did it the best. And if, like, if you're a parent and you tell your kid, hey, who's a good role model? Well, look up to Peyton Manning. He does everything the right way, right? He's funny. He's charismatic. He's smart with his money. He spent a long time uh, in Indianapolis, then changed and still had success somewhere else. I feel like he is a role model, and that's one of the best things that a human can be because it helps other people, not just themselves or their team. I would say his impact overall in that facet is the best quality about Peyton Manning. Now, I, Trevor got mine, and I think Trevor nailed it. Is that he's a vol and he's not a cult? No. Or he's a cult? No, Trevor says, honestly, the best thing about Peyton Manning is he, he's relatable. He connects with the average person. Peyton Manning, that's my answer. He has made himself 100% relatable. Peyton Manning's net worth is a quarter of a billion dollars. $250 million net worth. And Peyton Manning acts and portrays himself as a normal, normal average guy who goes around, jokes around, drinks beer with his buddies, and plays golf, eats pizza, and does goofy stuff and pranks. Peyton Manning, who is should not be relatable in the very least, has made himself 100% relatable to so many people. And Rob's right. He grew up with money, too. His dad is Archie Manning. His dad was a really good NFL quarterback and one of the best players ever in the SEC history. And so it's not that he just grew up as a as a average guy. No, he grew up wealthy. He grew up well off. He still was able to have his own success and is a first ballot Hall of Famer and is one of the NFL legends. But he's made himself so relatable that not – I don't think there's another person that's been able to make themselves as relatable as Peyton Manning with the amount of success that he's had. That's the best thing about Peyton. Yeah, and I think this is a – the reason why we asked this question, I think that – both 
answers are difficult, best and worst, right? Best, I think, is difficult because there's a lot of best qualities that Peyton portrays. He's a really good individual. He's successful. He's relatable, as you said. He has all of these good qualities. I think where I struggle is what is his worst quality? Do you have one? Yeah, the worst thing about Peyton Manning, that's the question, the next question. Well, I have mine, and it's very simple, and it's something that happened. It's it's something that, that has will always be the blemish on his resume. So yeah, what is going involved? What is the worst thing about Peyton Manning? That's what we'll do next. Uh, but first, let me tell you about RentersWarehouse.com. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. They're Nashville's professional landlords. There's so many ways they can help you out during this pandemic. Uh, if you are an Airbnb owner um, and <laughs> – and really, you rely on tourism and business travel for that income, and you haven't had that, RentersWarehouse.com, with no binding contracts, can temporarily rent out your property for a few months, make sure you get back on your feet, have that income coming back in. So RentersWarehouse.com is where to go for Airbnb owners. Also, if you're moving, don't just automatically think, sell your house. You can continue to rent your house out, own it, build that equity, RentersWarehouse.com. It is these sports. Uh, we're powered by Tennessee Tickets. Make sure you check out our podcast feed. we got tons of content going out. Hopefully sports starting to come back around, which makes our life and everybody's life a little bit easier, especially yeah. when you do a sports talk show. But for Austin, I think I know what you're going to say, but go ahead and say it. The worst thing about Peyton Manning is that he could not beat the Florida Gators, and he always had the label of couldn't win the big game, and that followed him throughout the NFL. Yes, he won two Super Bowls. He had a bad defense in Indianapolis. He had a great defense that won the second Super Bowl in Denver. But the fact that Peyton Manning was labeled can't win the big one started in college because he could not beat the Florida Gators. I'll say this. Uh, I've got my wife. Uh, I gave her a, an old school 1997 Orange Bowl hoodie. It's a sweatshirt. It's got the schedule on the back from the 90s from Peyton Manning's last season. The Vols went 11-1 and in the regular season, couldn't beat Florida, couldn't get a national title, didn't play in the SEC title game. And so there you, Peyton Manning could not win the big game. That is the worst thing about Peyton. All right, so I'll follow that up. And you said more about his college in, in Florida. But I, it was I, that he couldn't – it followed him. Like Brady's got six, right? Peyton's got but two. But he won two. It's not like he didn't do anything. Right, but we know – but yes, but the second one was was all Vaughn Miller, DeMarcus Ware, and that defense. That no, was not all of it. No, it wasn't. Uh, Did you watch the AFC Championship game that year against the Patriots? I'm Peyton about Manning had an unbelievable pass to keep them in that yes, game. He, that he, was threw, Manning. he threw a great pass. But I don't think Jake Locker can make that pass. When it was when it was third and nine late in that Super Bowl, and the Broncos are trying to hang on to the lead on third and nine instead of throwing the ball, they ran the ball because Peyton Manning could not push it down the field anymore. So the worst thing is that he was he's labeled as couldn't win the big one, and it started at Tennessee by his inability to beat Steve Spurrier in Florida. I think to to go to a little bit of that point is you look at his his regular season records in the pros. I'm not going to talk about college, but I mean just look at these: the, the, the thirteen and three, ten and six, ten and six, twelve and four, twelve and four, fourteen and two, twelve and four, thirteen and three, twelve and four, fourteen and two, ten and six. He stops being quarterback. They're two and fourteen. 
Yeah. Like, like that right there, I didn't even get to the Broncos when he went to the Broncos 13 and 3, 13 and 3, 12 and 4, 12 and 4. It was it's like, like I, I don't think I don't he, know. I, I like we watch football, we've watched the Titans 12 and 4. I can't even imagine the Titans 12, being 12, 12 and 4. 4 was Peyton Manning's floor. <laughs> like in the regular season, 12 and 4 was it. But but he couldn't win the big game. But once he got to Enough. the playoffs, that changed, right? And, so that, that, and that's and that's my that's my overall point. It started with him his inability to beat Florida because you can go back and look at the stretch. Like I think there was a stretch for Tennessee in the mid to late nineties where they were like forty five and five overall, and four of the five losses were to Florida, and they could not get over that Florida hump until. After Peyton left, his rookie year, 1998, they were able to beat Florida, went on and win the national championship. Yeah. So, and whether it's the big game, regular season supremacy, postseason kind of mediocrity. Because, now, I don't want to discredit, he wasn't completely mediocre, slightly above average, but he, he, got, short. he like, got tripped like, up. He got yeah. tripped up. I, like, I don't want to say he came up short. I, I think the better saying is he got tripped up along the way. And that happens, right? You, you go through this great season. It's like the 85 Bears. They got tripped up by the, the Dolphins. Now, they they came back and won the Super Bowl that year, but that was the slight trip up. The problem with Peyton, he tripped up in the playoffs where you don't get another opportunity. Well, yeah, and, and Titans for Life says Brady played on better teams. Look, the Colts never had a competent defense that were able to help Peyton Manning. He was having to put up crazy numbers, and – and so, therefore, he had good teams. I think that's BS. <laughs> Zach, look at the roster. Look at the stats, Zach. The, the defense was always lacking compared to the offense. That's not a – yes, Dwight Freeney and Robert Mathis. The defense improved uh, tremendously when when uh, when Tony Dungy got there. Are you kidding? Were you watching these teams? Zach, come on, dude. I'm talking about the entirety of Peyton Manning's career in Indianapolis. They had a couple really good years where they had a good defense when Bob Sanders wasn't hurt, which was not that often. But, yes, they and that's when they won. But for the most for the early 2000s, before Peyton Manning could make it the Super Bowl, and trash defenses. That, that's not a surprise or not brand new. Like you know that the Colts had really bad defenses for the majority of his career in Indianapolis. Uh, from 2004 to uh, probably when he left 2010, that's six years of the 2000s. He had a good defense. He didn't have a great defense, but he had a where his offense was so good, probably. Right when your offense, and that's another thing, your defense looks a lot worse because your offense is so good that the other teams pass more and they have to score. <laughs> Zach, that's it's not like works. I don't know why you're trying to to fight against the Colts having good defenses. They they did not have good defenses, especially when you're talking about Tom Brady and the mastermind on defense that is Bill Belichick. Peyton Manning did not have the same defenses in Indianapolis, and that's a fact. I just don't want to cast a full shadow over his entire career for a portion of his Colts career. Five to six years. Zach, my, I'm, not like, I'm not trying to make an excuse for Peyton Manning because my worst thing about Peyton is that I said that he couldn't win the big game. So uh, that's on Peyton. A lot of it is on Peyton not being able to win the big game, but he also did not have near the defensive support that Tom Brady did. No, well, and Tom Brady had a better coach, right? I mean, that that's the catalyst. I think that's the separation. Both quarterbacks were great. Tom obviously greater, but Tom had the coach. Jim Caldwell 
wasn't that great. Then of the Broncos, would he have uh, John Fox? Like, you know, th- that's, I think, a Adam big Gase. Adam Gase. Uh, Jim Morris Sr. to start his career. Yeah, Adam Gase was, was uh, really created because of Peyton Manning. Uh, if you think about that, pretty interesting. All right. So what was your worst thing about Peyton? Sorry, I missed it. It was missed Gary that. Kubiak. No. Oh. Ah. I Gary, can't remember. I think it might have been both. He might have had both in no, Gary Kubiak was the uh ooh, that's a good question. We gotta find this out. Yeah, Gary I mean, Kubiak I, won the Super Bowl in 2015. Okay. John Fox took was, over. Yeah, no, no, Gary Kubiak took over for John Fox. Interesting. I have it right in front of me. Yeah, yeah, because then John Fox went to the Bears, and that then after, yeah, there you go. That's yeah. I mean, you forget about all those things and the timeline of it all. But so your worst thing was what? I'm sorry. For for we just for, talked about it for 20 minutes. <laughs> well, I, no, I thought I didn't know if you were responding to me. I was just trying to reset so we can move on. <laughs> no, no, the, the singular records of getting tripped up in the playoffs. Okay. It was it was similar. It's so, just more in the professional ranks, not necessarily. I wasn't thinking about his college career. All right, A to Z Sports, into show topic time here on a Tuesday after Memorial Day weekend. Uh, into show topic. We had this brought up by uh, Bulldog on Twitch last week as they were peppering us with our favorite, asking our favorite Disney movie, as I think we were talking about Coach Duggs, uh, who plays Georgia tonight. But yeah, what I, is, I wouldn't rewatch that Florida Tennessee game. It was a classic Tennessee Florida game. Did you Except, watch it live? I did. It was yeah, hilarious. I didn't watch it live, but I didn't know who won. The best part was, I, you know, like when you know something's already played, I knew I've, I've done, I've been watching multiple seasons, so I know how to do it, is block out all the noise and watch the game the last four minutes. I mean, that was high drama. Yeah, I mean, we can preview uh, Doug's versus Georgia tonight if you want to. I mean, I've got some criticism for what Coach Doug's is doing on defense. Uh, and Zach, are you getting back on the blitz machine today? Yes, the blitz machine comes back at 1 o'clock, 3-0 and Steve Young and Jerry Rice. We're heading out to Candlestick, baby. Chugga, chugga, choo-choo all the way out to 49er land. A big game because that could be a possible Super Bowl opponent if I make it that far. Who knows? It could I've be. I've gotten some good advice from a lot of people reaching out saying, this is how to const- this is how you should do defenses, right? Everybody's got an opinion. I value them. Blitz, 1 o'clock, Mac 9, get ready. All right, Zach, end of show topic is what's your favorite Disney movie? But first, tell people more advice you have for how they get new floors. Yes, that's Calvin and Subtle. Calvin and Subtle, a trusted hardwood flooring company right here in, in Middle Tennessee. You can give them a call or go online to calvinandsubtle.com. Very, very simple, the process. You call them up. They schedule a meeting. They come out to your house. They take a look and assess your kitchen, your dining room floor, your den, your bathroom, your bedroom. If you want new hardwood flooring, you pick out your perfect hardwood floor from their uh, their showroom or they'll give you samples one to two weeks. One to two weeks, you can have brand, brand new hardwood floors. You've probably been in your house a lot over the last couple of months. Scuffs, all that stuff. Get brand new hardwood flooring at calvinandsubtle.com. All right, A to Z Sports, our podcast feed. We've got some news coming up with that once we get to June. A to Z Sports, wherever you get your podcast. The question is, uh, what is your favorite Disney movie? This is thanks to Bulldogs on Twitch uh, last week who was asking this nonstop. So we decided to make it a, an in-the-show topic. Uh, let's see. Danny says, favorite Disney movie is by far Ratatouille. I love cooking more than just about anything, so it's fitting for him. I've actually never seen Ratatouille. Very underrated movie. Funny, like 
It, very funny. That's a that's a good one. Very that, that's a good one. Ratatouille's funny. Trevor says Frozen. Uh, I have also never seen Frozen. <laughs> As uh, I have no I had no reason to see Frozen when it just came out because I don't have uh, a child in my life that was in that age demographic. Have you seen Frozen? Uh, I have not. My my niece has been begging me to see Frozen 2, and I said, look, I can't go into Frozen 2 without seeing Frozen 1. I'm surprised you haven't seen it. Well, and obviously the pandemic has separated more time than I would usually spend with her, so I would probably have gotten that done. But no, I have not seen Frozen. I've heard her sing uh, Let It Go about 100 million times, uh-huh. but I've never seen the movie. Yeah, there, there was a, uh, a on there that said uh, somebody commented, remember the Titans. Is that a Disney movie? Who produced Remember the Titans? I believe it was Disney. Like, because I saw Star Wars. The problem with it, the new Star Wars or Disney produced, they ain't as good as uh, Lucas Films. So that's a struggle for me. I wouldn't put them, and I don't consider that it is Disney. Yeah, I it, is, it is a Disney movie. I did not realize that. Man, 2000 is when Remember the Titans came out. That's crazy. Uh, Michael said, uh, Remember the Titans. David says Aladdin. That's mine. Aladdin is mine. Whenever, when I was young, uh, Aladdin, as Mookie also says, Aladdin, the original cartoons with Robin Williams as the genie, Aladdin was my favorite. It was by far, it was the coolest. Aladdin was doing all the street stuff and swinging through the buildings and running away. He had a boo, his monkey. Aladdin was the best. That was my favorite. Aladdin is good. Have you seen the remakes? Yes. They're trash. Wait, like the real, the actual, like the real life Aladdin? Yeah. I thought it was good. Oh my God. It was I thought Will I thought Will Smith did a really good job as, as making the genie his own, not trying to be Robin Williams. I thought he was good. I thought uh, whoever they uh, picked to play Jasmine had a really good voice and sang well. I thought it was fun. Uh, I disagree with that, but that's why you watch movies, right? Uh, I just I, I watched the Lion King. I thought the Lion King was god awful. The Lion King was the new Lion King sucked. It was so bad. It and was I felt the exact same way about Aladdin. I well, felt, Aladdin cool. actually had some like interesting like they they yeah. Juan says the new Aladdin is good. I agree. They they did some. There were a couple new songs in there. They they took some own liberties. Lion King was trash because. As Strike says, it was just the same. It was the exact same story. It was just not good. Yeah, yeah, I'd seen it before, and I didn't like uh, like Seth Rogen and who's the other guy, Billy. I don't know, he's an actor Dude, named Billy. I thought Seth Rogen is the perfect person to play Pumbaa. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> like, Timon. I was. I, I didn't like Timon. Who? I, I'll look that up. Who played Timon? His name's Billy. He's Billy on the street. Uh, but I can't think of his last name. All right, I'll I'll figure that out. So I got a couple to throw out there. This I actually had to look up because this Billy, is my, Billy Eichner. Billy Eichner, yeah. And Billy on the street is funny, but I, I just thought he did wasn't very good. Here is a this is a I had to look it up because I thought it could be Disney. If this was Disney, this is my favorite like cartoon type movie. Surfs up. With Shia LaBeouf. Have you ever seen that? Oh, you're talking like Disney Channel original. Yeah, but that was produced by Sony. Uh, it was not a... Yeah, I, I got... Oh, man. I was so devastated when I looked that up. But, but, They've got some hard hitters. Uh, Shia LaBeouf, Jeff Bridges, Bridges uh, Zoe De- Deschanel, John Heater, 
James Woods. Like these are some big all these are this all-star cast, a very underrated movie surfs up. Every time every time I hear J- hear James Woods, I always think in the Family Guy episode, ooh, piece of candy. Uh <laughs> I don't know that, why. But, so that doesn't count. No, here, here is, and this is what I prefaced last week. The Disney movie that made me cry as a kid, The Fox and the Hound. Have you ever seen The Fox and the Hound? It's been a long time. But oh yeah. my gosh, that is just, I mean, two best friends. And I'm not going to tell you what happens at the end, but it ain't good. I, I mean, I don't remember how that <laughs> how that movie goes. Oh, it's it's so sad, and but so good. I, like, The Fox and the Hound was the very underrated, nobody talked about. Look, Aladdin, Lion King. It was a deep cut. Fox yeah. and the Hound was a deep, was very a deep, deep cut. <laughs> Very, it was a deep cut, a Disney like, deep cut. Like Lion King is like the hit single, and then it's like Fox and the Hound deep cut. Yeah, so I, I would that that's that's my number one. I always talk because nobody mentions that. Anybody ever mentions Fox and the Hound? I'm like, this guy or this person, they got it. They know something. So I, I'll go uh, Fox and the Hound for mine. There's a lot of good ones, and I, you know, there's a lot of like, do, does Pixar movies count? Disney Pixar, do they count? The Incredibles kind of is incredible. I, I, I'm Incredibles? a big Incredibles guy. <laughs> uh, you know, I've been making the super suit joke ever since the draft. But like, uh, The Incredibles is great. Um, Shrike says Zach is afraid to spoil a 40 year old movie. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, because Toy Story. Like, I I remember being in college when Toy Story three came out, going with like a group of my buddies. And like everybody was crying <laughs> in Toy Story three, and we're like. All right, let's go to the bar. Like, we got to get going. You got to get out of this. Let's get out of here. Drinking. Yeah, we got to start doing stuff again. Uh, Homeward Bound, is that? I don't know if that. I mean, there's so many movies of like childhood movies. I can't remember if they're Disney or not. But Aladdin was, if I, when I think Homeward of Disney movies. Bound, that was not a Disney movie. I don't think so. Unfortunately, it was not a Disney movie. It was produced by, oh, no, it is Walt Disney's Productions. So, yes, it counts. Homeward Bound. I'm going to have to look up top Disney movies. The Incredible Journey. Michael J. Fox. Sally Field. Uh, All right, so I've I've got a list of the 27 best Disney movies of all time because I know we're forgetting a lot of them, obviously. Um, Hercules, as comes on on IG, big homie. Hercules uh, was good. I watched Hercules – a couple weeks ago because we did our Disney plus free trial for a year. Um, so snow white, the seven, Dwar- seven dwarves, yeah. uh, 101 Dalmatians. Good. Fantasia classic. Uh, yeah. Cinderella. C- the, the remake of Cinderella was actually really good. Uh, I will say, um, beauty and the beast. The remake of that was not very good. <laughs> uh, the lion King. Yeah. The remake of that sucked. Yes. Little mermaid. Little mermaid's good. Uh, Princess and the Frog. I never got into that one. The I Mighty know. Ducks. Ooh, you know, man. That, yeah, we're, we're, we're missing that. Josh, Josh Curry immediately says Mighty Ducks and Heavyweights. <laughs> heavyweights, man. Uh, Get on the scale. Get off the scale. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite line of that movie. Uh, Queen of Cothway. I, I don't know that. Um, that movie. Remember the Titans. The Parent Trap. The original Parent Trap. On the scale. Mary Poppins. Old Yeller. God, Tearjerker. Uh, Ratatouille. Uh, Danny's Danny's movie. 
Uh, Inside Out, never saw it, looks newer. Uh, Finding Nemo, instant classic. Toy Story, great. Moana, never really got into Moana, but I know it's, yeah, but it's been on TV a lot. Uh, Frozen, uh, Zootopia, actually that was on TV and I kind of halfway watched it somewhat recently. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. (laughs) Jungle Book, Kyle brings up Jungle Book. Jungle Book was a great one. Bare necessities. I mean, you, yeah. you, that's that is a classic. So really good ones. Really good. I mean, there's so many Disney movies. It's kind of hard. Now, to heavyweights have. has vaulted up to mind. Like if I, you go back and watch Heavyweights, that is so funny. Like the acting. What is this? A deli meat? <laughs> Jeff says <laughs> <laughs> when he shaves the balloon. Like uh, that's like. And I was growing up, I couldn't shave. I always wanted a beard. That's why I have a beard. So I always want a beard. Yeah, I same beard. beard. And when he shaved that balloon, balloon because he was the one the, – you know, everybody – when you grow up, there's always one buddy that shaves before everybody else, and you're like, damn, I wish I could shave, and I just can't. Ooh. Good news on a Tuesday. Shrike says they are making a new Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and Rick Moranis is returning to acting. That will be good. That will be good. All right, we got 15 seconds for IG Live, uh, and so let's just go ahead and wrap this thing up. Great. Hey, shout out to Bulldog on Twitch for bringing up a great in-the-show topic that we knew would be good. It didn't fit that particular show, but we saved it for today. So thanks for watching IG Live. Thanks for watching Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Periscope, and Twitch. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Buck Rising tonight, A to Z Sports Primetime. Uh, don't forget uh, to check out Buck. Also, our podcast feed, A to Z Sports. Thanks for watching, guys. We will see you tomorrow morning. Marquise brings up blank check. That's a pretty good one, too. Adios. I saw it. <laughs>